Hey there. Welcome to Louisiana Farm Life, a podcast where we talk with real farmers about who they are, what they grow, and how they've come to do what they do on their farms. I'm Carl Wiggers, your host, and I grew up on a farm in Northeast Louisiana. On this episode, I visit with quite possibly one of my favorite farm women ever, of course, excluding my own mother. However, today's guest feels a bit like my second mother. She and her husband farm corn and soybeans in Franklin Parish, right down the road from where I was raised and around the corner from where my family still farms today. She's a wife, a mother, a grandmother, affectionately known as Honey, a retired journalist, a big fan of social media, extremely funny, one of the happiest people you'll ever meet. If you have a conversation with her, you will leave with a smile on your face, I guarantee it, and this interview was no exception. I'm so excited for this interview, and I hope that you love getting to meet Leslie Young on Louisiana Farm Life. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening right now. Another way you can help us out is by sharing this with a friend. As always, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening right now to stay up to date. Another way you can support this show is by completing a short survey by visiting twilatv.org slash farmlife. Miss Leslie, I'm going to call you Miss Leslie. Okay, you can just call me Leslie if you want. But Miss Leslie feels right because okay, whatever you you're like my mom. <laughs> okay. Um, Leslie Young, you're joining us today here on the podcast. Tell me who you are, where you come from, what do y'all farm, you and your husband, Jesse. Tell me about what y'all okay. farm. Well, I was raised in the big city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I grew up there. My dad um, and mom are just still down there, awesome folks, and I uh, went to a big high school, city girl all the way. But when it came time for college, I just decided I wanted a different experience. I grew up at LSU, you know, all around LSU. So I looked into, I was interested in journalism, looked into programs around the state, and it was actually a Baton Rouge um, journalist who said, you got to go to Louisiana Tech. You need to meet Wiley Hilburn. And the rest is history. I fell in love with Reston and Louisiana Tech. And I'd, it was the most country place I'd ever been. <laughs> uh, and I had never met. So far. So far. Little did I know. Little <laughs> did I know what was ahead. But I really did. I just could. I thought I was in the sticks when I was uh-huh. in Reston, Louisiana. Now, to be fair, at the time, they did not have a McDonald's, wow. which seemed like a big deal. Now, it's like I would not miss McDonald's. But, you know, we got we'd get in a friend's car and go to Monroe every now and then for a McDonald's fix. Wow. The city girls would. But anyways, I'd never even met a farmer. I thought, you know, I had this preconceived notion of what farmers acted like and looked like. And I, I love to say, and it's the truth, I married the first farmer I ever met. That's crazy. Yeah. Jesse Young was the first farmer I ever met. He just swept me off my feet at Louisiana <laughs> Tech. And uh, that it just, I just never would have imagined that that's how my life would have turned out. When I went into journalism, I thought I was going to be a, you know, big time, big city New York broadca- Times. broadcaster or whatever, you know, CBS News, Wisner, you know, didn't have quite the same, <laughs> uh, you know, general appeal. But, uh, uh, yeah, we uh, just uh, started changing my ideas about maybe what our life was going to look like, and I, I have not looked back once. So where, where are y'all at today now? Y'all have been married for... We've been married almost 36 years. Okay. We were married 30, it'll be 36 years 
in um, November. Nice. That's hard to believe. Yeah. So um, we met and dated, and it was almost a joke. Our friends used to sing the Green Acres theme song whenever <laughs> we were around. We Jesse really loves it when I do this. Every now and then we'll be on a tractor, and I'll just you know burst into the Green Acres theme song. But uh, and he he goes along. He goes. Along. He sings his he part, does. and I sing my part. Of course he does. I've seen but, y'all together. Uh, yeah, we do. We that's how we do. But uh, anyway, so. Uh, it, we just, we didn't know if it would ever really, it just seemed improbable that we would end up together, but then it seemed inevitable. Yeah. So we did and um, got married. I found a job at the community weekly newspaper in Franklin Parish, worked for Sam Hanna for many years, mm-hmm. um, loved it. And that's really where my education about agriculture took off, you yeah. know, just between being married to a farmer and then really a lot of our reporting uh, was farm related. But the first time I ever met you or knew your name was by Leslie Martin Young in the byline. Uh, byline. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. how I knew you. That's right. Um, uh, yeah. And it so, was, Wait, so was the reporting or was the marriage your education to ag? Really both, really both. And it was funny because I actually worked at the state capitol a couple of summers. And one of the summers, I don't think I can tell, maybe I can't tell this story. But one of the summers I was working at the attorney general's office, which is on the 22nd floor Mm -hmm. of the state capitol in the ag department. Was I think on the fourteenth floor, but I was I was in the elevator a lot with ag mm-hmm. guys, and so I, I would ask Jesse, you know, give me something I can ask him or sound intelligent about farming, and he gave me a couple <laughs> of tips, and they were just dazzled by my genius. You of know, course. not really, not really, but um, yeah. So when I we moved to Franklin Parish and I started working for the paper, I just got a crash course in. Um, agriculture. I guess my first trip to the farm was with a couple of his roommates. We were dating and I'd never been, and they had a hog operation at that time. I don't know if you knew they had a hog operation. And Jesse uh, told some very sad stories about going to school smelling like hogs. But um, we went down there for the weekend and I helped out at the hog farm. We were like nailing little dividers on a pig nursery thing. I thought hogs were pink things with curly tails that said oink oink. I had no idea. Old McDonald's. They're huge. They were huge. And I thought I was, uh, you know, I just had never smelled anything like that or seen anything like that. Um, They just bought a big new tractor they were really proud of. And uh, Mr. Ray let me drive it. And I also famously dipped snuff and chewed tobacco on that trip. I was trying to have the full farm experience. You got it. You got all of it. I was trying to make a good impression. My mom was It obviously worked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how could you not marry me after that? Mr. Ray was one over, so everything was done. They don't, for the record, none of them do any of that anymore. I've never, I'd never knew that. I know. And I, they just, you know, and I, I didn't, of course it didn't take or anything, but I could kind of see, it's like having a little friend in your lip. I don't know. It was weird. It was kind of gross, but I was just trying to, you know, I believe in immersing yourself in the experience. You did, you did every bit of that. I did all that I could do. And then after that weekend, Mr. Ray paid all of us. I think I got $15 for my contributions for the weekend. And I really needed that money. It was really good. So that was my first trip to the farm. Paid for McDonald's, right? Paid for those McDonald's, late night McDonald's runs. That's right. Well, so fast forward to today and y'all yes. are raising corn, corn and soybeans. soybeans. Yeah, we, we, are, we have um, scaled back in, mm-hmm. in the last few years. We're farming about 650 acres right now, mm-hmm. corn, and we alternate um, the majority crop. Like right now we've got um, more corn than soybeans and we'll rotate. Mm-hmm. Um we um, store on site most years and uh, we're renting um, some of our land. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jesse's dad accumulated land a little bit by bit, just n- none of, you know, it was all built by them, you know, yeah. as far as um, taking some of the worst land that nobody wanted and, and making it profitable, you know, just working the drainage, figuring out the problems, working the problems. And well, and this, this is a side note, I'm interrupting, mm-hmm. but Ray Young is no like stranger to the ag scene oh in my Louisiana gosh, no. and, you know, the United Nationally, States. Nationally, yeah. really, yeah. So it's not a surprise 
surprised that he's improved some land in, in yes. the process. Well, you and your, your husband, Jesse. Right. They really pioneered conservation tillage in our area and um, were part of a national movement towards that and, and are still big believers. You, mm-hmm. know? Um, you know, I grew up thinking the, the broken brown earth, you know, that was just so gorgeous. And when Jesse looks at a field and there's um, residue from previous crops, that's beautiful to him. Mm-hmm. And I've grown to appreciate that because you're just, you're conserving, you're saving, mm-hmm. you're uh, preventing erosion, you're preserving nutrients, you know, it's just real, real important. And, um, I'm really proud of the work they've done in that area. It's pretty neat. I I did a story on that exact thing last Mm -hmm. week Mm -hmm. and, uh, we've talked about it on the podcast, uh, or another other podcast, the twilight after show, we were kind of talking about my story on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I sent it to Michael, who, oh, okay. your son, my okay. Son. also yeah. full disclosure, your son is one of my best friends right. in the entire world. <laughs> so I called Michael. I said, Hey, did you listen to the podcast? I said, yeah. How did you talk about, uh, no till without talking about Jesse Young? Oh, funny. <laughs> I was like, well, we'll talk about him someday. We'll, we'll work him in. Um, they really, they really, but yeah, they were on the forefront of that. Right. And you know, in addition to farming for many years, they had a consulting business mm-hmm. where they, um, were scouting, you know, pest control, but they also helped a lot of farmers convert, um, to minimum tillage or no tillage and and they advised on irrigation practices and a lot a lot of things besides yeah. just pest control and things so yeah. um i think their influence is really wide yeah their, their name whenever i throw the whenever i i go a lot of places with farm bureau I get mm-hmm. to go and have right, conversations right. with a lot of people and ray young is a name that's never far from conservation from right. cop consulting from right. you know cotton, the cotton industry in general. Right. right. Um, and he's really been a great advocate for agriculture, um, legislatively. Mm-hmm. He is, he has knocked on a lot of doors in Washington, DC and, um, I've run into him in DC before. Right. We're and still, we weren't even on the same And the trip. man is 89 years old <laughs> and he's still not afraid to go knock on a door. You know, yeah, he is still beat. going and I, I'm, we're super proud of his work. Yeah. Um, on behalf of agriculture. I'm doing a story on him soon. Oh, he, he, it's happening. Good luck. Uh, you'll need more than an hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I've already, I've already talked to some other farmers in the area and yeah. we're going to make it happen. In fact, he's, he's in a, a great, couple, couple of weeks, a hopefully, I'm going to try to start working on that. But you, back to you, okay. you are, you know, a wife, you're a mother, a grandmother. Right. You're known as Honey. Honey is my Is that super, your favorite title? It's my super sweet grandma name. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sweet coming out of the mouths of those cute little kids. Yeah. yeah it's great. What's, what's also funny is hearing grown people call you Honey. honey. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I like it. Yeah. You got to raise two kids. Mm-hmm. I think they're pretty, pretty, uh, pretty decent kids. Yeah. I'm pretty um, proud of them. You got to raise them on the farm, but yeah. you, I mean, they weren't backwoods hillbilly farm kids. They, I mean, they were also very involved in, you know, in the community as well. Mm-hmm. How did the farm play into the way that y'all raised y'all's kids? Well, I think um, they were present in a, for a lot of things. They, they did not do, uh, Michael, of course, more than Jessica, um, did more um, actual tractor driving. He was actually a cotton scout all mm-hmm. through all through his growing up years. Uh, at harvest time, all hands on deck. I mean, they have fought the wind and tarped uh, cotton modules and, and tromp cotton, you know, mm-hmm. and picked up cotton that fell on the ground because Ray Young does not like a morsel of cotton to be left on the ground. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so they, they were involved in that sense. But um, I think it, I think they made the connection. I wondered at some point, yeah, I think they made the connection that their lives at their comfort and their, uh, the way they were living their lives was based on, um, very hard work and, uh, connected to the land. And so I think they did have an appreciation for that. Um, super proud of them. I don't, I don't I always say God, that's just the grace of God. They just turned out as to be as great mm-hmm. adults as they are, but I'm super proud of them. But they of course did not stay on the farm. Michael, yeah. um, 
had other aspirations and um, real proud. He's in education, is doing a great job, and um, and Jessica's a nurse practitioner. So they've found their own path. Mm-hmm. Uh, their children adore the farm. They yeah. love coming and visit. Well, honey I was, was going to ask yeah. you about that. So now you get to raise grandkids oh, essentially on the farm right, too. Right. Well, we have two local. You know, Chris Michael lives in Franklin Parish, mm-hmm. and so his two-year-old and now six-week-old, uh, or Nicholas, the two-year-old, just loves nothing wakes up and wants to get on the tractor with jesse yeah. he loves loves the farm and uh vanny and abram are in baton rouge but every chance they get they come up here we camp have a, honey uh, camp honey <laughs> that's right we have a we have a, uh we can you know we had four wheelers on the farm to run check water and things mm-hmm. like that but as um we have all aged but particularly um daddy ray it's hard it's hard for him to get off and on and uh we we got a golf cart for the farm and it has been the most fun thing. We, it is a work vehicle. I mean, we really do use it to run around and check on things, but of course the kids just love it. And it's just a fun way to quiet way to ride around and and look at things. Sunset on the farm and the golf cart is just one of my all time favorite things. Yeah. And y'all also like to walk the farm. I've I've seen y'all post on social media about your five K's farm five K's. I haven't done that in a while. I need to get back to that, but it's, I love it. I really love being out there. It's a beautiful, um, it's just a beautiful setting. I'm super proud of the, uh, how hard they work at weed control. And, um, it's just very beautiful. The turn rows are pretty. It's just yeah, a fun place to be. Some of the pictures I've seen you post, y'all have some really like y'all's y'all have fields that back up to bayous and like, it's, it's beautiful. It's like, it really is pretty. Picture. It's pretty. And, um, one of my favorite spots on the farm is that it's, it's an older farm. It's just a small place, but Michael's built there. We're, we're actually planning mm-hmm. to build out there as well. And there's an old African-American church there called Pilgrim's Rest. And I just, there's just some Something about that that I've I've captured it a million times on Instagram just because mm-hmm. I'm just obsessed with it. I just think it's extra sweet and beautiful and uh, southern. I just think it really capsulizes. Uh, and the for, it doesn't hurt that from Michael's backyard, the sun sets behind right the behind church. that church. It's, it's just beautiful. Soybeans right there. Right, it's corn this year. Oh, is it corn this year? Yeah, yeah. It's got it. We we rotate just a few acres of corn right it's, there, but it's it, really beautiful. It's a pretty awesome place to be. Yeah, we talking about Instagram and yeah. social media. We all use right, so much right. social media all the time now. Right. But one thing I noticed that you use it all the time to show pictures of the farm. Right. When harvest begins, day one of harvest. Uh, we do, you know, and it's really funny because. Um, you know, we talked about, I've got a journalism background. I, I retired um, about 12 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago, I guess, from full-time newspapering. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm very driven to communicate. You may can tell I, mm-hmm. I'm a big talker. I love to share things. I love to take pictures. And so I, my outlet has become social media. Mm-hmm. When uh, my daughter Jessica left for college, I was just heartbroken. And she introduced me to Facebook. She said, okay, I'm going to set you up on Facebook, but you cannot add any of my friends, you know, but it was just a way I could kind of keep up with what she was doing and kind of peek into her life. Well, I think I'm now way more active on Instagram and Facebook than any of my kids, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's just been a fun thing, but truthfully, I love to take the pictures for the beauty of it. But Jesse will call me and say, when did, when did we start rolling pipe last year? And we will consult my Instagram account. (laughs) I mean, that is like our record keeping now. And it's like, when did, when did we finish planting soybeans? I said, Oh, let me find that hallelujah post from, you know, whenever it is. So it's funny that it's, um, it's more than just for fun and for it's beauty. It now. really it's, is it's like our record keeping. So it works. What can well, I say? The pictures you take make me a little bit mad because I carry a bunch of good, nice, fancy cameras oh, yeah. with me all the time for work. iPhone all and the way. And you're an iPhone. <laughs> and 
the framing is just right. You'll get right down on the, the two inch tall soybean plant. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. What kind of feedback do you get from people that appreciate the beauty of these pictures that, that like, oh man, that's that's on a farm. That's what a farm's like. Right, right. What kind of feedback do you get from friends on Facebook or Instagram? We, d- we get a lot. I, it's interesting to me that people... Um, some of the people that really comment the most are people who've moved away. And I think that's sweet. Like uh, that, that had a farm. That had, or, or were part of our Franklin Parish community or were farmer, mm-hmm. former farmers. And they just uh, really, really enjoy the pictures. Mm-hmm. And um, and it makes them feel like they're home. That I get that a lot. I just feel like I just love seeing a glimpse of home. So that's nice. And then I have other people that aren't connected to farming at all. Uh, we had a friend from tech, actually, that they were coming through with some of their grandkids. And they said, can we, can we come to the farm and actually see it? And I was like, okay. But, you know, it's like, you know, different seasons. There's more to see than others. But um, and one time we had that request, I think, when we were harvesting corn and it was 105 degrees and we were, uh, we were, yeah, grain elevators going. And I said, this isn't a good time to bring five-year-olds who are not farm safety savvy to the farm. But anyways, it's, it's been fun to see, you know, just to sort of, it's really kind of an educational tool, I guess. Um, people are learning about the farm and a lot of people tell me, Oh, you need to write a book or you need to put a book together. And it's like, "Mm, you know, just, just check out my feed. Do you have a blog or do you You ever think about that? I have a personal blog that I, I started ages ago. And of course I'm a longtime Sunday school teacher. Bible mm-hmm. teacher, love it, love it, love it, love teaching the word of God, particularly to women. And um, it kind of started as a, a outlet for some of that ministry mm-hmm. related. And then it evolved. I kind of neglected it. And then it evolved into a travel blog. I, that's how I kind of kept yeah. albums of some of our trips. Okay. And then, um, and I also have written for Marriage Roots, uh, a blog mm-hmm. um, for marriages, uh, you know, just marriage related posts. But I, it's not super active, but I have written one or two ag posts, but they usually have some sort of a spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one I can remember in particular, the, I don't do a lot of actual tractor driving, full disclosure, but when we're rolling out irrigation pipe, I, I do that. It's driving a mile and a half to two miles an hour across, across rows. rows. It's pretty simple. And so, uh, but I'm terrible about overcorrecting and, um, you know, just making big, I, I've know, driven it, big <laughs> changes. And Jesse's just, you know, and I look over my shoulder and I see the, oh, the little pipe track and Jesse's just babe, just small, small corrections. And I just thought that is like life. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we just, we just really overcorrect when a little adjustment's all that's really needed. So we were talking a minute ago about, you know, raising kids and I was raised on the farm just like Michael was mm-hmm, and just, mm-hmm. and, one of the things I talk about with farmers all the time, and it's, I, I think it makes my job easy is because I have the same background a lot of these farmers right, I talk right. with. You've got had. the experience. Mm-hmm. And we talk about, you know, the life lessons, the, you know, what mm-hmm. what you learn working on a farm and your right. kids learn that. But you also, there's so many, with my faith and your mm-hmm, faith, there's mm-hmm. so many direct correlations oh, you can make I, with God. Right. On right. the farm and, oh, you know, and faith in general. I mean, right. farming, you have to have a lot of faith. Right. That's the truth. <laughs> um, so it's, it's kind of neat that you talk about, you know, how you can find those connections yeah, using Sunday school all the time. Absolutely. All the time. And, uh, and of course, I, Jesse's always been very, I mean, we stress about things, but he has really been good about not worrying about things he can't control. He's he a wor- really... He seems like a really easygoing guy. He's very easygoing and he, he's he works very hard, but... Um, and he, and I'm not trying to say he never worries about anything. He, he, of course we all stress about stuff, but he, if he knows he's done everything he can do and, and the rest is up to the Lord, you know, sometimes the rain comes, sometimes it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to do the best you can. And he, when I, he's so philosophical, it'll start raining. And I'm like, Oh, you know, he's like, I like rain. And you know, one day it's going to stop and we're going to be wishing it, it was raining again. You know, mm-hmm. you just have to take it, take the good with the bad. So you just learn a lot about 
the ebb and flow of seasons mm-hmm. in life working on a farm. Well, this podcast is called Louisiana Farm Life. When you think about your Louisiana farm life in Wisner, Louisiana, you know, small mm-hmm. town, mm-hmm. very close knit community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what comes to mind when you think of your farm life? I guess um, I'm grateful just gratitude for it. Uh, you know, it's just not anything I would have ever imagined as a small child, you know, mm-hmm. growing up. Um, I'm thankful that I've had the opportunity to raise my children in a small town, uh, small community, and um, just so uh, grateful for the close ties we've got had gotten to maintain with lifelong friends, lifelong, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with Jesse's family, Jesse's parents are still right down the street from us. We've gotten to work alongside them for many, many years. So it's just been a, a special um connection, I guess, between family and friends and, and the earth, you know, just mm-hmm. the land and the community. So that's been, uh, to me, a just really beautiful thing. We talked about your Instagram account. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shifting back to your social okay. media. Do you have a favorite picture you've ever posted? Oh, gosh, favorite picture. I, I don't think I was I just curious because I, I, I know you. Right. I know you've put a lot with Nick and yes. you know the grandkids, right? In there, what I don't know I, if any of them stood out to you. One, one of it's a it's more than one picture, but one of the things that's one of my favorite things ever is um, my little Abram, who's my my first grandchild who just turned five. I think he, it was two years ago. I think he was three, and he's a redhead, so of course, it shows up good in a picture. But that's not what he's makes your first him grandchild. He's my first grandson. Grandson, yes, Vanny. I have Evangeline, who's six, almost seven. Uh, um, Abram just turned five and of course Nick just turned two and little Dorothy Bell named for my mother-in-law is six weeks but Abram was on the farm and uh, Ray my father-in-law 89 you know at the time I guess we spent 87 they were bending down and they were you know scratching seed just mm-hmm. looking to see how at the depth and Ray is uh, on his knees scratching the seed and he's got one hand on his knee and Abram's got both hands you know he's just emulating him he's just got both hands on his knees and he's just bending down and he's looking so intently and just that fourth generation you know there's just one picture you know, it's his, it's his great grandchild. And I just, the beauty of that, you know, it just struck me of how special that they've gotten to know them. I didn't, I didn't know any of my grandparents Mm -hmm. much, you know, especially I didn't know any of my great grandparents. Yeah. And so it's just a really special connection. And, um, that's probably one of, you know, anything that involves my kids on the farm is probably my kids and grandkids are among my favorites, Mm -hmm. but you know, sunsets are beautiful, but people, People yeah. make it real. You know, you, kinda, so. you talked about the getting the document and the record keeping right, as far right. as like when you put poly pipe out or when right, you started harvesting, right. but I think it's a little bit more special. It is. It is. And then, and, and even, you know, talking about record keeping, sometimes we'll stick the same kit, you know, watch those soybeans grow as compared to a child, you know, yeah. Jesse or Jesse will tell me, go sit in it. You know, it's, here's where it was. And now it's over my head. You know, yeah. so he's actually used those kind of slides and little presentations he's made at meeting. Just like, just here's to show how it grows. Oh, and by the way, here's my adorable grandchild. So, <laughs> Doesn't you know, hurt. Yeah. Why is it to you, Leslie, so important for you, city girl turned farm wife <laughs> to, you know, share so much about the farm other than just to scratch your journalism itch that, yeah. you know, yeah. why is it so important to advocate, you know, and, and share your story from the farm? I don't want to say it's a you know, dying breed or anything, but it's, it's a changing way of life. There's not that many people. Whereas the town of Wisner, for example, used to be way more populous. Of course, it took a lot more people to, to do farming than it does now Mm -hmm. with mechanization and everything else. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a terrible thing. We use the most modern equipment we can afford. You know, I'm I'm not anti-modernization, but I just think that that something has been lost in the American landscape. And so I think it's important for people to see the connection, the human connection between where their food and fiber comes from, you Mm -hmm. know, and um, just to not forget that, that there's real people 
you know, out there doing real work and I, and I get to document it. <laughs> I don't, I don't get to, I don't do as much of the hard work as a lot of other people, but I do love telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that we talk about on our, our, this week in Louisiana agriculture, our TV mm-hmm, show mm-hmm. is the fact that I think the number is around 2% wow. of the U S population are farmers, are farmers. Mm, mm. I think there's more that are involved in right, agriculture right. and that chemical know, sales yeah, and exactly. yeah, but seed sales. 2% wow. of Americans are farmers mm. and, so it's not a dying, but it's a very much a shrinking percentage, right, I right. think. Um, so it's kind of cool that y'all are part of. One of the other things I hear a lot is that people have this assumption or, or misconception that farmers or farms in America are all corporate, big, right, big right. corporations. And they're right. not. There's family farms like y'all right. and yeah. my family. Right. That are just, you know, normal old people that right. just make their living on a farm and not in a, you know, a hospital or at a school or right. in politics or wherever it may be. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool that you, you're putting kind of a face right. to that on well, your social media. In Franklin Parish, there's a variety of sizes of farms. You know, mm-hmm. but we're, we're basically, it's, it's Jesse and Ray and I now. And of course, you know, that's, we take on some help seasonally for um, harvesting, sometimes for planting, but it's a, you know. It's a very small family operation. It's a family farm. I would say a shoestring operation at times, but yeah. And of course, Dorothy, I don't want to leave out my mother-in-law. She does all the book work, still going strong on all that kind of stuff and feeds us well. Yeah, I'm sure my grandmother was the same way. Yeah, One of the things that I think people forget is that, you know, the farmers, obviously, like we were talking about, are real people, but you're talking about leave, can't leave Ms. Dorothy out. She cooks. And yourself, don't, right. don't sell yourself short. Right. My mom was raised four kids while right. dad was a farming, right. you know, and the farm wife is somebody that Absolutely. feel like gets missed a lot. And well, and, and Jesse always, even before I was able to, you know, when I was still working full time in a different job, he, um, and I would kind of, um, minimize my contribution. And he said, your, you, your life makes it possible for us to do what we do, mm-hmm. you know? And he was always very, and I, I believe that about all farm wives, whether you're on the farm or not, you know, you're, you're supporting your, your husband in a lot of ways, yeah. even, you know, my little, my little, my job didn't pay very well, but it was, it was, it contributed. And, yeah. and he always made sure I knew that that was significant. And I appreciated that. And I think, um, I know that I can think of several farm wives in Franklin Parish that are super active on the farm. And mm-hmm. I think that I just admire them. So they do way more than I do. Um, but I know others that are working full time to help support, you know, their husband's dream of being a farmer. Yeah. You know, so it's, it takes out all of us. Yeah. And even if they're not working on the farm right. or working off the farm, they're probably taking care of that house or supporting oh, right. that farmer right. at night whenever he comes home stressed to the max because right. right. the rain's not coming and they don't have any poly pipe out yet. That's right. I always feel like one of my main jobs on the farm is to ride around with Jesse and say, that doesn't, it doesn't look so bad. That looks pretty good. <laughs> you know, I'm just cheerleading. Yeah. Cheerleading. This is, I think this is, I think it's going to be okay, honey. Yeah, good you know, crop, so, babe. Yeah, this is, you, oh, look how pretty. Those rows are so straight. Let me get a sunset <laughs> shot. Me, oh, look, you look... <laughs> You look cute today in that floppy hat. You know, so a lot of it's just cheering them on and you know making sure encouragement goes morale. Just keep that morale up. That's good. Well, Miss Leslie, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing Thanks. some of your farm story. Tell me about your farm life and uh, thank you for all the work that you do on social media and oh. sharing your story. Well, I thank you guys really for you know shining a light on it. I think that's a beautiful thing. Thanks a lot. What a fun interview. I have known Miss Leslie, like I mentioned in the the podcast, for a very, very long time. First knowing her for her writing in the Franklin Sun. Uh, And I can speak for many, many people that I say I'm really glad when she retired from the Sun that she did not retire from sharing her stories. 
with us on social media. And I hope that everyone hearing this is inspired to do exactly the same thing. Everyone loves a good story and Louisiana farmers have a great story to tell. And Leslie is uh, fantastic at sharing their story from Wisner, Louisiana. Thanks again, Miss Leslie, for joining me on the podcast and sharing your story with us. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening right now and subscribe. That feedback helps others to find us. Another way you can help us out is by completing a short survey at twilatv.org slash farmlife. This podcast was produced by me, Carl Wiggers, with additional help from Lacey Dotson, Avery Davidson, Neil Melanson, and Monica Velasquez for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Louisiana Farm Bureau is the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Thank you.